back to the Fieldcraft Survival Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Owens, not Kevin Estella, for but, change. But I'm here. But you I'm here. here. Of course you're here. <laughs> yeah. um, you do a lot of podcasts. I was looking. Uh, so far this year, at the time of this recording, 31 podcasts really? have been released. Do you ever get tired of listening to yourself? I don't listen to my own podcast. <laughs> like I, I heard it, and I know there are some times where I'm like, yeah, I'm like I can't believe I said that. I don't, I don't listen to my own. Well, people don't understand. You do a podcast and you talk for an hour, two mm-hmm. hours, sometimes unscripted. Sometimes you're going to say stupid stuff, and I, you know, I'm in the van sometimes with my wife, and she wants to listen to a podcast I'm on. I hate my own voice, mm-hmm. so I apologize to the people who hate my voice. Because I'm one of them. I'm right there with you. Yeah, we all think we sound really cool until we listen to ourselves. You're like, dude, I sound like, like a nails douche. on the chalkboard. Yeah. Um, all right, so now you're in North Carolina. Thank God. I feel like I'm back where I'm bl- back I belong. Back on the East Coast, yeah. right? And you grew up in Connecticut. I grew up in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Was out in Utah for two years. Did that little experiment, which was great until real estate prices got jacked through the roof and yeah. family had some health issues. But back on the East Coast, and I'll tell you, like even just driving back and hitting the western border of, of North Carolina, I was like, I recognize that tree. I recognize it. Like that's me yeah. being a, like a total like nature nerd. But yeah. like, but yeah. knowing the East Coast was better than the West, it feels so damn good to be back yeah. here. Yeah, so back home. The, the um, I you know when I worked in New York many many years ago, I thought Connecticut was like beautiful and really high end and rich. And I drove through some places <laughs> on the way up to New Hampshire. Not so much. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like anywhere, right? Everywhere's got good and bad areas mm-hmm. and uh i just drove through the bad areas I yeah I'll, t- I'll tell you connecticut's cool uh in terms of like the geography some of the people are, are really great some of the people are not so great and i mainly mean the crazy politicians that we have there mm-hmm. um you know connecticut is interesting a lot of the east coast states are interesting in that they predate the nation mm-hmm. right i mean there are cities in connecticut from the 1600s yeah it's, you know? it's so funny because haven't been all over the U.S. and out west and, you know, down south where a lot of cities are, are like Spanish names and, you know, you, you come down here and then you go up there and it's all English names mm-hmm. and, and uh, English towns, English sounding towns. And um, as you drive through, you, you can see that the, the geography and, and the, the, the buildings change. The buildings are very different looking up there. And um, a lot of the roads were initially not made for cars, right? Right. The, the, yeah. Right. So you have a lot of small roads, smaller bridges, and uh, it, it's very interesting to see when you're driving through it that the, the changes and and um, you know you're down south here and and you're seeing signs for you know civil war battlefields all over the place but you go north of pennsylvania and there are no more obviously um, <laughs> but it's really cool to, to drive through all that stuff and see that how, how close is the uh the terrain and the geography and all that here as up in, in Connecticut. So the terrain and geography here, very similar, same size mountains, similar draws, things like that. Same types of rocks. The vegetation is slightly different and vegetation and edible medicinal plants, they follow bands of latitude. So down here, you see more like sugar pines and things like that. Mm-hmm. Further north, uh, you are going to see different different vegetation. So mm-hmm. it's very similar. Um, I really like it here, though. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's fantastic I think you're so a blast. far. I, so I... I I almost feel like you weren't being utilized to your full potential in Utah, right? Because there's so much going on out there. But here, uh, I mean, we just sat down and we had we mm-hmm. had a meeting about what we're going to do. And I, I think you will 
you, you'll find your niche here, right? And and we have John here also, who John worked in retail for for outdoor uh, sports for years, and he's lots and lots of knowledge on backpacks and sleeping pads and sleeping bags and all you know, the different types and all that. And then with you, with all the bushcraft and the survival stuff, I tell you, managing trainers, because I'm not a survival guy, right? I went to survival school, but pfft, yeah, I, my bug out bag mm. is my sprinter van, right? But um, so but that's why we need experts like you, right? Um, so as, as we kind of, it's easy it's much easier to find a guy to teach pistol and carbine than it is to teach have a guy to teach survival or edible plants or um, a lot of these bushcraft skills. They're much rarer to, to have instructors. So we've been missing that here and it's going to be great to have you here. So we've been talking about what content we're going to work. And it, it, content's a weird thing, right? Because it does take time and it takes resources to make mm -hmm. videos and posts. And we are a business in, in the in the the you know, we have to make money to keep our head above water. However, your content can't be, and this is purely my opinion, it can't be too pushy and you can't be pushing products all the time. Right. So we are, we are actually going to utilize you and John's expertise to bring a series. What did you call it? Uh, the how, not what to think. How, not what, right? Yeah, so how teaching you how to think and not what to think, right? And too many people, and it goes across the board for every product. They'll be like, oh, you must use this backpack. You must use this firearm. You must use this knife, right? Whereas you make up your own damn mind, right? Mm -hmm. We will teach you what features you should be looking for and what capability you should be looking for. And then brand names don't matter. And I, I was right. telling you early on, in special operations, when we were picking a new backpack and we would have green berets and seals and, and and rangers and all those guys test equipment we take all the labels off because you get these predetermined notions that well i want this or i want i want your tactical or i want mystery ranch or whatever that is pick the damn piece of equipment based on its capability and not your your predetermined um prejudice basically yeah. yeah perfect example of that is like i remember we were out on the old property in utah and you're like here look through this rifle look at look at this reticle you know shoot at this target or whatever and i'm looking through the reticle i'm like wow it's super clear and then i turn the rifle on its side and it's the reticle or the the optic was bushnell yeah and you're like yeah oh this is a great optic it yeah. tested really well and yeah. i'm thinking when I was looking through it, I was like, okay, maybe it's one of the big three, like Night Force, Vortex, yes. Loophole, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. And and you were like, no, no, we we tested it blind and this yeah. one tested very mm -hmm. highly. Yes. Um, and there's a lot of equipment like that. So we're going to try and do uh we are not gonna try. We're going to do some content um kind of explaining equipment, mm -hmm. right? Some of the lists we made sleeping pads, right? Like, what is the difference between a $30 sleeping pad at a Walmart right. and a $500 sleeping pad? Um, and where where do you not get the bang for the buck anymore, right? Like, and it depends what you're doing, right? What type of terrain you're sleeping on, what type of uh, weather you're in, and a good night's sleep is a big deal in the field, right? But me, I'm not an expert on that, and I don't pretend yeah. to be. I used army gear my whole life, and... Um, that was it. I didn't have all this high-end gear. And I, I don't know 
if it pays off or not. What do you think? Do you think so yeah. I, I think like one of my one of my good friends always talks about universal weapon criteria, but he said you could be applied to universal gear criteria. Mm -hmm. How much does it weigh? How much does it re uh, cost to replace if you lose it? Uh, how much? How does it pack down, right? And you can ask the same questions of say like rifle, pistol, shotgun. Like mm -hmm. how? What's the effective range? What's mm -hmm. the yeah. the the number of rounds that are yeah. it can hold? Things like yeah. that. I think it's really important to identify what the need is. And then once you establish the left and the right limits, mm -hmm. then you determine, okay, will this gear fit it? And if it doesn't fit it, then move on to something else. Yeah. It's so tempting though, to listen to the, the celebrities that get into the experts, the, yeah. the experts, right. Yeah. That get into the yeah. outdoor space. Yeah. And, uh, and they're like, Oh, you got to use this one. And it's yeah. like, man, that guy said it. He looks the part and he's being paid to push it. And here's how I look at equipment too, because part of equipment is buying the damn stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. And we only have so much money that we make. And, and when you look at certain gear, it's so tempting to be like, I'm going to blow all of my wall, my, my, my wallet there and, and spend all my money on this one item. But then you have nothing left over. Yeah. I look at buying equipment like real estate. When you buy a home, you say, all right, where do you spend most of your time? Well, probably in the bedroom, probably in the living room, maybe a little bit in the kitchen. Maybe you spend some time in your garage if you're a tinkerer and you kind of prioritize which rooms are the most mm -hmm. important, which ones have the nicest features. So when you go to buy a house, you're like, well, I do love my sleep. This one has the nicest bedroom, mm -hmm. right? So if I if I go and I buy equipment at a store, I'm like, all right, what are what's the number one thing I need to do when I'm in the great outdoors? Am I spending time in my tent? Am I spending time, you know, cutting wood? Like I'll look and I'll prioritize those needs and then buy the gear and allocate the, the amount of money. So I'm getting the most bang for my buck, mm -hmm. you know, but again, it's so tempting because marketing can be deceptive marketing, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, absolutely oh, this yeah. can, this will yeah. do all this. And it's like, okay, yes, the equipment will do it. Yeah. But if you don't have the skill to back up that equipment, yeah. you're only using that equipment at say like 75% of its potential. Yeah. You yeah. know, like what, what did Todd Hodnett say about uh, rifles? He goes uh, at a hundred yards, your target will be an indicator of the rifle at a thousand. It's the indicator of your ammunition. Yeah. You yeah. know, mm -hmm. it, it's, yeah. there, there's so many ways to think. And that goes back to that back to basics, right? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. we want to teach you how to think, not what to think, because ultimately you're a, more of an asset. If you're a thinker, than you're a follower of just mm -hmm. blind following, like yeah. whatever. Hey guys, we're just going to quickly interrupt the podcast just to bring you one of our sponsors. And that sponsor is Athletic Greens. Uh, athleticgreens.com forward slash fieldcraft is where you want to go. Uh, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash fieldcraft. Guys, uh, Athletic Greens, we've had this product in and out of our office for a very long time. It's very hard for me as you know one of the guys here at Fieldcraft to get my hands on it because it always gets stolen away from me, right? I think Ricky takes it. I think Rob takes it. Uh, I haven't seen it in a while, but I used to use it all the time. And if I can get my hands on it again, I will. So uh, Athletic Greens, if you're listening, please send me some. Uh, guys, Athletic Greens is a great way of getting a lot of green nutrition in a very easy to drink uh, beverage. Okay. When you purchase Athletic Greens, you're going to get a scooper. You're going to get the athletic powder. You're going to probably get a shaker and mix it up have it first thing in the morning and you have a lot of nutrition coming at you very, very quickly. And it actually tastes really good. Like I've had some green drinks that taste like garbage, right? Green drinks that taste like, you know, the juice that runs out of the back of your truck after you do some yard work. Uh, not like I drink that juice, but I've consumed a lot of athletic greens and I love it. 
Uh, it's really, really good. So a couple of the talking points about athletic greens. So it's not just my words, but you guys can get an idea of exactly what it does. Um, the vitamins and minerals it provides, they help the functioning of your nervous system and you need those vitamins and minerals for a strong immune system. It's dairy free. So if any of you guys have any dairy allergies, you're good to go. Uh, lots of antioxidants, which is going to help aging. And it's going to, uh, overall just give you a boost of energy, right? So yes, we drink a lot of coffee here, but athletic greens will give you a boost of energy too. Guys, if you go to athleticgreens.com forward slash fieldcraft, you can get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. Now, here's the other thing. We quickly say the year supply of vitamin D. People don't get enough vitamin D and that's not a good thing, right? Where we are out here in Utah, people take vitamin D supplements. Well, when you order from Athletic Greens, you're gonna get a free year supply of vitamin D drops and it works wonders. So guys, please go to athleticgreens.com forward slash fieldcraft and get your free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. All right, here we go. Back to the show. I look at all these so-called experts and, mm. and people blindly do what they say, right? You should question everything. I want us to be a trusted agent where we lay out the gear and we go, hey, look, cheapest to most expensive, pros and cons to each one, where does your where do you fall in? And that goes for sleeping bag, it goes for boots, it goes for packs, it goes for socks, it goes for base layers. And there there that's just one kind of small area um in the outdoor world where, where we can educate people on the things to look for and the, the key performance parameters in each one of those types of equipment. Right. So you make good choices because it's very tempting too to go into a store and go, oh, uh, let me get a North Face pack because it's the most expensive. So it must be the best, right? Yeah. Or, well, I've heard of this one and I don't know that one. And I told you a story earlier on, like I spent my whole life in the military. When I was running Force Mod, I was at AUSA or SHOT Show or somewhere with one of my guys and I had eight commodity areas that I managed but I was not an expert in them all. I was an inch deep and a mile wide on, on hundreds of programs, right? But I had green berets in each commodity that were experts. And my soldier systems guy who was, they, they deal with uniforms and backpacks and body armor and a bunch of stuff like that. He brought me to Mystery Ranch's uh, booth at Chacho or mm -hmm. USA. And he pulled up a pack and he explained all the features in that pack. And I had no idea that that this does this and this does this and this is why this is this way and this. And I was like, oh, my God, education is key. Um, but we, we look at the shiny object and we make and it's difficult to make a decision if you don't have the tools. Tell me about one. When you go to the field, let's say you go camping because you still do that all the time. Do you take a tent or do you take a tarp? I, sometimes I take a hammock. Yeah. Sometimes I, I take a tent. Colder weather when there's no mosquitoes, I'll take a tarp, yeah. right? Because that's part of that that Cold, education. Colder weather, oh, because there's, they're all gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, people say, "Oh my God, you freeze your ass off in the cold, and you have to wipe your ass with snow." You don't have to, but it, <laughs> it is a clean wipe. It's super clean, yeah. um, but you don't have to worry about any of the bugs. So yeah. that just comes with the understanding. All right, there's probably going to be less precipitation. You're you're definitely not going to need mosquito netting. You can leave that extra weight behind, um, and then I'll bring the the hammock with me if there are going to be bugs if i am going to be in a wet environment because i want to be up off the ground and especially if i'm going somewhere where there's a, like a lot of exposed roots or uneven terrain mm -hmm. where i can't find a flat spot i'll take the hammock but mm -hmm. again that's that's not 
uh, starting with here's the only shelter I have and I'm going to make it work. It's like, let's go to the environment, find out what the environmental criteria is for shelter. Mm -hmm. And then I'll figure out what I need to sleep inside of over and under, and then work from that backwards instead of from the gear forwards. No, I've never slept in a hammock in my life. Oh my God. I've got an extra one. Never. Um, I got a feeling you're going to like conk out in that, you know? I think so, man. Aren't you like really, really curved in it oh, like uncomfortable hammock technology has come a long way right yeah, like that's weird i've slept on vehicles in vehicles and top of vehicles and <laughs> helicopters moving and freaking yeah. i've slept in some weird places never slept in a hammock um the tell me about a piece of equipment that you have that was not expensive and high-end that works better than the high-end stuff oh geez something that's not expensive that works gotta better. be something how about, okay, so we mentioned sleeping pads, yeah. okay? And we just talked about cold weather camping. Here is part of that education component. Everyone wants to get the big inflatable mattress mm -hmm. for camping, right? It's three inches thick and, you know, it's it's inflatable, it's soft, it's squishy. Well, in, those, are, those are called open foam mattresses. They let air flow go right through them. So it also lets cold air conduct through it pretty, mm -hmm. uh, or cold air move through it very quickly. Well, the little cheap, inexpensive closed foam mattresses, the Thermarest, the Z, the Z Rest, and things like that, those work better in the winter, you know. Mm. And then you think about it: if you're camping on snow, you already have a mattress underneath you. You just need to protect from the the Cold. conducting effect mm -hmm. of it, right? So that's a perfect example. I've got the the hundred fifty dollar self inflating uh, mattress, but I've camped next to a fire. And when an ember landed on it from my buddies, actually Jerry, from Jerry really? uh, building a giant yeah. fire, they popped my sleeping pad and I woke up in the middle of the night frozen yeah. because if that thing pops, you don't have that insulation, that insulation mm -hmm. anymore. It's gone. What about like taking two cheaper pads Perfect. and using those? Yeah. Perfect. Really? Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, like in the military, everything you carried, you carried, right? And mm -hmm. ounces, what is it? Ounces make pounds and pounds make pain, right? That's right. So like our sleeping pad, I remember cutting it down just to cover my back. Mm -hmm. So it was like this wide, like this deep. So it's smaller and uh, it, it's all about capacity. It's funny during breakout because this time, um, last time we had a small day pack and they had plenty of gear. And this time, because it was colder, I had to bring a sleeping bag. Well, a sleeping bag pushed it beyond the small bag. Yeah. So I gave them all a big rucksack and by God, they filled it because that's what you do, right? Oh, I have enough room in here. Let me stuff three pair of pants, mm -hmm. nine pairs of socks, even though I'm only out for a few days and, and more of this and more of that. And it's way too much. And we, 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 we grow into our shell. So uh, good lesson learned. I let them yeah. do it, but good lesson learned. Um, you know, it was something that we, we talked about before jumping on the podcast is the the concept of like being like brand loyal and you mentioned that your guys will say oh my god we got to get this brand yeah. right and that can be like a a blessing and a curse like if you get a really good brand you can say like look i'm loyal to this brand because xyz mm -hmm. but sometimes when you're too loyal you don't recognize the you other do. brands that you, are you, you'll, great you'll, competitors um, what you'll do is you'll kind of ignore bad features and you'll elevate good features on Correct. your good, right? So yeah. uh, like people ask me about optics, right? I like Vortex. And i tell you why I like Vortex. Number one, I've dealt with that company a lot. Um, they have kind of low-end, medium, and high-end equipment, right? So there's something for every budget. Because right. there's other optics right. companies out there. And if you want to buy a scope, you better be pulling three grand out of your pocket, right? So they have, they have low-end, medium, and high-end stuff. They also have a lifetime warranty. 
which mm-hmm. is a big deal to me, right? Because stuff breaks. Um, and very good at, at taking care of customers. So I have no affiliation with Vortex. I don't yeah, actually even have a Vortex scope, I think. But <laughs> I do. I have a couple of Razer HDs. Um, but I, I have used Vortex extensively. And I, I like that company. Right now, I like Nightforce too. I think they're a great company. I like Leopold. I think they're a great company. There's a lot of good companies out there. But when, when a lot of the features are the same, you, you got to do a little analysis yeah. and, and not be loyal to one thing because everybody brings something to the table. And see, in that description that you just gave is honest, right? Like I've had a, an affiliation with Kafaru mm-hmm. since 2006, mm-hmm. 2007. I, they're, they're family. I've stayed at the owner's house. I've eaten mm-hmm. dinner with him and his wife. Like, like I, I'm very loyal to that company, but I'll tell people, I'm like, look, this might not be for you because it might be out of your budget. Yeah. And, and I'll tell someone like, look, this is my opinion. Yeah. It's important you understand it's my opinion. This is my reason for using it, but you may find that it might not be the one for you, and that's totally fine. Yeah, if, like, you're, if you're going into the back country for a week hunting, yeah, you might want to have a good Cavaro pack, right? Now, if you're going out camping with your family, not the pack for you. Yeah, you right? can get by. You can get by with a Rubbermaid bin in your vehicle, loaded <laughs> with all your kit. Yeah, Guess what? You're yeah, not you're not yeah, hauling it. Yeah, so, yeah. so again, it's it's important that we we maintain that level of honesty, mm-hmm. and that gets back to the idea of teaching people like, look, this is focused on you. Don't mm-hmm. worry about us, right? Yeah. Like we're mm-hmm. here for you. We're a training wing of, of the company yeah. to make you better. Don't worry what I can do. Yeah, It's all about your improvement and yeah. what you get out it's, of us. It's about, so as we go through this series, we build these, mm. um, that is, we will remain unbiased and, and, and our loyalty is to the customer, right? To, to the consumer, to give you the honest answer. If we don't, call us out. Um, but we, we, we will go through all this kit and we will give you high-end, low-end, budget for everybody pros and cons and then you make your decision from that you know in all in all the podcasts that i do i always manage to bring up some stupid movie reference like just <laughs> dumb yeah. and i remember there is a wayne's world movie where they were talking about being sellouts and yeah. you know subtle advertising and they're like oh here have these pills little yellow different yeah. and it was always branding branding yeah. branding yeah. Yeah. and i think it's so like my sensitivity to that with with certain companies i'm like geez they must be getting sponsored by that guy or yeah. that guy or that guy yeah. right yeah. and there's nothing wrong with sponsorship no, but you have to make a living you have right? to so but, oh you're a seller yep yeah, yeah you gotta pay the bills right that's right keep the now, lights on um if if as part of my job, I have to promote companies. I will, but I won't do it for a, a shit company, right? I will, like, we're, 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 we promote SIG a lot. SIG is a fantastic company. They're really squared away. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of the instructors. I know a lot of the product development guys. They're special operations guys up there. They hired the right people. Um, they take care of the, co- I actually talked to, uh, Andy up there, yeah. and Andy used to work for me at Sniper School. And he's one of the, and he told me the culture in Sig is phenomenal. He said when he got there, um, he pulled a, 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 he had a big U-Haul truck with all his household goods, and he pulled a, a car and he pulled up to his house, and a bunch of people from Sig came over yeah. on a Sunday and unloaded the truck for him, and and they really took care of him. And that's what's important as a company, right? If I didn't like Sig and if I didn't think that was a good product, I would not promote them. Um, but they're a phenomenal company and they make great equipment. And I've seen that time and time again. So I got no problem with that. Um, but again, companies are 
sponsored by other companies in some cases and that that pays the bills and it lets us me and you sit here and make all these videos to mm -hmm. educate you yeah and uh that that's how people should look at it like sig is paying the bill for us to make all these educational videos for you to consume for free oh that's how i look at it um yeah we got a lot of stuff to do and we're going to get moving fast and furious but i i think you're probably in your element here and, Feels good. Uh, Land navigation, good. survival training, med training, personal security, uh, tons and tons and tons. Yeah, of and courses. then the free training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the free training yeah. every Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, um, looking forward to it, man. Oh my god, so damn yeah. good to be here. Yeah, I have an EDC knife in my pocket. <laughs> just, just one. <laughs> I, I have an EDC knife. It's a little folding knife from Spartan Tactical, and I use it every day. Because I open monster cans with it because I have no fingernails. That's the only thing it's used And for. see, that's the criteria right there. You have no fingernails, get a Spartan knife, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's a Spartan blade because I got it. Uh, Courtesy given, marker. It was given to dudes. me, but uh, otherwise I'd get one at Walmart. Okay. All right. Um, all right, guys. Until the next time, uh, lots of content coming. And uh, with Kevin here to help me with some of the scheduling for, for a lot of medical stuff and, and land navigation and all that, I'll be able to pivot and do more content myself because I know I've been slacking, but it does take time. But uh, so stay tuned. Lots more coming. Thank you. Mm -hmm.